Welcome to the Quilter Circle Podcast. From piecing to quilting and everything in between, this podcast brings you tips and techniques from the experts and fun stories from quilters just like you. Hi everyone and welcome to the Quilter Circle Podcast. I'm Ashley Huff and today our special guest is Laura Koya. So thanks for being here, Laura. Well, thanks for inviting me. Of course. So to start off, if someone is not familiar with you, which I think if someone sees your name, they're going to recognize it, but tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, um, I have a YouTube channel and I teach on YouTube. I do two videos a week and I do all sorts of sewing, quilting, crafts, hobbies, all fun stuff in the sewing room. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. So since we are specifically the Quilter Circle podcast, I'm going to focus more on quilting, though, of course, we can still talk about sewing and other crafting as well. But when did you really start getting into quilting? Or do you have a first memory of this is the first quilt I made or the first time I was in front of a sewing machine? Well, okay, I can combine those a little bit together. Um, my My mother taught me to sew when I was very, very young. I don't ever remember not sewing, actually. I remember sitting on my mother's knee um, sewing, and she was in the kitchen, and I was at the sewing machine. So I pretty much have been sewing all my life. Mm -hmm. My first quilting experience was at about 16, 17 years old when I went to church one day. And the ladies of the church figured since I knew how to sew, perhaps I would be Uh, I would like to be taking part in one of their quilts and it was going to be Mm -hmm. a parody quilt. And I thought this was pretty cool. So they gave me a little paper bag in those days. uh, You know, we didn't have printers and we didn't have all the wonderful things like we do now. So off I came home with this little paper bag with some written directions and all this fabric. And I thought this was going to be great because I was already sewing clothing and fun projects. So I thought this was going to be very challenging. This was going to be wonderful. And Mm -hmm. it took me a long time to really figure out that pattern. Even my mother and I just had to really put our heads down and figure it out. When we finally figured it out, I thought, this is quilting. This is amazing. I need to do this. Mm -hmm. So um, I brought this off to the church, gave the ladies the block that I made, and I said, this was great. And they said, did you enjoy it? And I went, yes. They gave me numerous bags to take (laughs) home and make more. Yes, that's what happens when you're young. You don't know how to say no. Right. Uh, So when the quilt was all done, I decided I was going to try to do some quilting on my own. But the blocks didn't seem to be the same as the one that the ladies in the church gave me. So after a little research, I discovered that the block they had given me, which was my very first quilt that I worked on, was the cathedral window. Oh, wow. Okay. Just jumping right in. <laughs> let's, just, let's just go in both feet, heads in. Like, let's just, if we're not going to drown, that's the way to do it. Mm-hmm. So that was my very first quilt. And I had to be about 16, 17 years old. So after the rest of it, it, it really seemed quite easy. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. So as somebody who has um, a sewing background, because I also learned to sew first before I learned to quilt, do you find one easier than another? Or did you have any issue with, you know, transitioning from that five eighths inch seam allowance to quarter inch or, you know, pressing seams open versus to the side or anything like that? Well, because I was sewing at a very, very young age, I didn't know there were rules. So I didn't know there was a quarter inch and I didn't know there was a five eighths. I just sewed, Mm -hmm. quilted and made things. 
So it wasn't until years later that I realized, you know, that there was this such thing as quilters used quarter inch and mm-hmm. see, you know, people that made garments, it was a larger thing. Right. I just used whatever I felt comfortable. So mm-hmm. because of that bouncing back and forth to whatever I wanted, the quarter inch wasn't that difficult because I was pretty frugal wanting to <laughs> save that fabric. So I already did use a very small seam allowance, not really mm-hmm. realizing larger was the way I was supposed to go. So Right, right. That makes sense. Well, so since you started with something so complicated in terms <laughs> of your pattern, once you actually got to pick your own design or whether you designed it or you just were looking through and found a pattern you wanted to make, what did you gravitate towards in terms of designs? It was pretty much everything. Anything that had high contrast color. I'm not one that has these very soft colors. I Mm -hmm. love high contrast, um, the bold colors, jewel colors. So I think I went more towards colors than the patterns. I like it. I am opposite. My favorite color is gray. I like shades of gray accented with white and black. So as somebody, okay, coming from sort of my perspective, how do you, uh, even now say, as you are teaching things, um, do you try to give alternative color options or do you try to to, um, bring people out of their shell and get them to use brighter, bolder colors? Hmm. No, I don't think so. I think it's really great that we like our own colors. And mm-hmm. I think that's what makes our quilts individual. We can take the same pattern and change the color scheme and make it look so different just by changing a jewel tone into a light soft pastel. And we can take something very mm-hmm. new and modern and make it look very traditional just by changing the colors. So I think it's really fun just to see what everyone does and and how they, and what they like yeah and a lot of times their quilts will inspire me yeah that's good that's good that's a good way to look at it well so fast forward from you know being 15 16 and learning how to quilt and now you are teaching others how to quilt how did how did that all come about <laughs> The YouTube channel. Oh, that's a funny yeah. story. So <laughs> my son, my oldest son, uh, went to school for com- computer technology. And for years, he kept telling me, you should start a YouTube channel, Mom. You would probably like it. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I was a mom. I had, you know, kids running around. So I was busy. And I didn't mm-hmm. know if it was something that I really wanted to do. So uh, in 2000. 13, all of my children left home. Mm -hmm. And they all left home within a couple of months, all three of them, they were either married or moved off to go to school. And that left me home with my husband, which left me with no buffers. (laughs) And and I thought, you know what, maybe it's the time for me to do this. Mm -hmm. Um, And and I'm going to give it a try. And I thought, you know what, it would be fun. My, My son really thought it'd be something I would enjoy. So I thought, well, why not? Let's just do it. Mm-hmm. And so I just pulled out a camera, started recording, and then called him and said, okay, I have all this footage. Uh, now what? Yeah. <laughs> and he said, well, you'll have to give me time to edit it and put it out. And I, and I said to him, but you told me I need to be consistent. Yeah. Yeah. 
And and he said, but, but I don't have time to do it. I work, you know. Yeah. And I went, well, then I'll just do it all on my own. Mm-hmm. Just step aside. Let me show you how it's your mama's made out of. <laughs> and um, so I had to, I learned to do it on my own. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was an awesome learning experience. A lot of phone calls back and forth to all of my children, trying to understand the new language of the computer, which of course is not something that I was ever brought up with. Mm-hmm. So I learned how to film and edit and do lighting and upload and download. And I bought a format to edit my footage. Mm-hmm. And um, I just I just jumped in. Yeah. And I absolutely love it. I love learning. I, I don't ever want to stop learning. I just, there's, I'm like a sponge. I don't want to go to sleep at night. I just want to learn. Yeah. So it, it was a great, great learning thing for me. And uh, I, I enjoy every learning aspect of it. So good. It's not making the videos. It's learning from them, which is uh, very exciting for me. Well, that's good. And that's great that you, you're not only learning something new, but in the process, you're teaching somebody else something new that you've been doing for a long time. So passing on additional knowledge. So can you remember what the very first tutorial was that you filmed? Oh my, that's a very good question. <laughs> I, I didn't prep you on that one. I just now thought of that. <laughs> yes. um, no, I don't remember. Isn't that awesome? And that's kind of cool because you can remember the first quilt, yeah. right? And the first pattern, but it's, it's got to be because you were learning so many other things and you had so many, you know what I mean? You had to learn how to even put this together and get it out there. But that was probably what sticks out in your mind more than what you actually taught. I do remember one of the Mm -hmm. earliest ones. I don't know that would be my first one, but um, I kind of don't think the way other people do because I like to eat on my quilts. I make a lot of tablecloth quilts (laughs) just because there's so many beautiful fabrics out there and you can only have so many Mm -hmm. on the bed. So I I enjoy eating on them and they're just fun to eat on. So I, I did a video on my table, my uh, tablecloth quilts. I'm thinking I've never heard somebody call it a table cloth. I just usually call it table runners. Like are, are, we, are we talking about the same thing? Just like a, you know, 20 inch wide by. Oh, no, no, no. This would be a whole, whole cloth draping down full. So it's like I've taken a bed quilt and I've thrown it on my uh, table. Do you? Okay. So do you have to make them thinner or more lighter weight than you would if you were making a bed size quilt? Yes, I have learned some different things on making them. The thinner the batting, the better. Mm-hmm. Um, opening up your seams flat does help. Mm-hmm. Uh, do not put embellishments such as <laughs> buttons, because when you put your glass of wine down, it will mm-hmm. find that one single button. Absolutely. And tip that glass over. Mm-hmm. Um, a flannel or a flannel backing with mm-hmm. no batting is also makes a really good tablecloth gotcha. because okay. yeah, and they used to call them um summer quilts because they didn't have batting in them oh yeah yeah okay and, and yeah so and just you know don't stress so much about it enjoy it and don't worry about the stains i was just going to ask you about that because i have made numerous quilts that are currently and still from the moment that i got them back from being quilted and put a binding on them, they're still in the closet because I don't even want to put it on a bed where someone might sit on it because it's just so pretty. So how do you, 
I don't want to say detach yourself from it, but get over the the possibility that it could get a stain or it could get dirty. Well, I'll, I'll give you a story and that will explain um, how I feel about it. Okay. Uh, I had, a, I had um, two couples over for dinner and I have a tablecloth that's got these hot peppers on it. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, it was a spaghetti and meatball with hot pepper night. And all the men just sat down at the table and they were ready to start eating. And my girlfriend, she's looking at this quilt and she just thought, I can't eat on it. So she actually moved it and put her plate on the table. <laughs> and when I came in, of course, all the men had no problem eating because they didn't think anything of it. Mm-hmm. But she's looking, going, I can't eat on this quilt. Mm-hmm. And I said to her, yes, you can. And she goes, but what if I stain it? And I said, then the next time I set the table, I will remember the meal that we had today. Oh, that's a good point. Okay. So I don't worry about it. Um, And you know what, Dawn dish detergent, and not that I'm a spokesman for Dawn, but it really (laughs) does take out a lot of stains. Just that Dawn dish detergent on whatever's been spilt, throw it in the wash. It usually comes out pretty good. It's just regular cotton fabric, no different than what um, what we are wearing in our clothing. Our yeah, yeah. clothing cotton. So it's it's the same. That's true. I don't know. I I have this weird. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to even have to wash a quilt because then I'm worried. Oh, are the colors of the fabric going to bleed? So I just. I think maybe eventually I'll get over it, but I think I'll still have a few of those closet quilts that you only just, you know, they're there. I know they're there. I'll I'll bring them out and show you sometime, but they're not going to get used. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I like to make the ones that I do put on the table. They're not designed for my beds. Mm -hmm. They're designed as a tablecloth because, you know, a lot of times when we sit at the table, we do put down table pads Mm -hmm. and then we put a tablecloth over top to protect our tables Mm -hmm. from the heat you know, from the heats and the pots and stuff like that. And and we use table runners and we use placemats. So this is just sort of a very large version of a placemat. And you would be surprised on how many people really enjoy um, sitting down and enjoying the different colors and textures while you're eating. Yeah. And I imagine that'd be a great way to seasonally change up your decor as well. Right. And and I, and I make them to eat on. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to do very detailed heirloom type, right. you right. know, ones. I, they're, they're made to eat. They're made to be fun. Right. That makes sense. Okay. Well, so that kind of goes with, we, we kind of got to that based off of asking about your, your very first ever tutorial. Do you know approximately, I mean, how many tutorials and videos you've done at this point, and do you have a favorite one that you've done? I have over 500. Um, oh, wow. Okay. I know. It shocked me, too, when I uh, actually started seeing the numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite one, do you know it's funny, but my favorite one is really always the one that I'm working on because I'm always mm-hmm. so excited about it. And yeah. um, there's been a lot of planning involved doing that particular one. So mm-hmm. at that moment, that's really what I'm excited about. So that makes sense with there being 500 things. Cause I'm trying to just off the top of my head, think of 500 different topics. Like how do you come up with what, what are you going to teach next? Do you base it off of, okay, I've taught this. Here's something that goes along with it. Or here's a question someone asked me that kind of 
spurs another video? Yes, to both of those. Um, A lot of times I will need to do a second video to finish the first video. Because I can't Mm -hmm. do, if I'm making an entire quilt, I can't do the entire quilt plus the quilting, plus the batting, plus the binding all in one episode because they would be far, far too long. So a lot of times I do need to do a second or a third one to finish the project. And I do Mm -hmm. get a lot of questions, which I absolutely love. And those questions help me decide what I'm going to do. And they also give me inspiration to know what other people want. Mm -hmm. And basically what I am wanting to sew is really what I teach. When I walk into my sewing room, I turn my camera on. Mm -hmm. So what I really am sewing is really what you were seeing. Right. So what percentage of your videos would be 100% quilting versus having a little bit of sewing or maybe some additional crafty element to them? Do you bring in other things like that? There's uh, Yes. Everything to do with sewing, I do do. Mm-hmm. Um, garment making, garment repairs, constructions, crafts, hobbies. Um, I have a series that I'm doing that's called Simply Sewing. It's mm-hmm. just a series that starts off with basically, what is a sewing machine? How does it work? And how do you sew? Mm-hmm. So uh, something that I just finished filming was doing a zipper and it's called a seamless zipper. So it's Ooh. not making the project. It's just teaching you how to install that particular zipper. Right. Which is everyone's favorite thing to do. <laughs> right. But you know what? When you kind of have some little secrets and if you have your girlfriend in your room telling you how to do it, mm-hmm. it really does the guest work out of it. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and that's sort of what I try to base my videos on is you're my girlfriend in, in my room or a friend in my room because I do have a lot of male followers that sew and you know and I have a lot of male friends that sew. Mm-hmm. So it's basically if you you're my friend and we're just sewing together and we're just having fun together and as all friends, you know, you're always going to say, oh, hey, you know what? I saw an easy way of doing this. Right. Because you're always wanting to share that. And that's what I try to bring. So when I'm filming and I'm looking at my tripod, I'm actually visualizing my friends being in the room with me. Right. And I, and I think it's great. And I think it really allows the person watching the video to connect with you and make it feel more like, okay, hey, Laura's teaching me how to do this personally versus... I'm sitting here taking a class, you know, it it kind of allows you to connect better. And I feel like you retain more information that way. Yes. And I, and it's funny because when I first started doing this, my uh, kids were always laughing at me and they said, you're putting too much in the video. And then I was putting too little in the video. And, and I just said, you know what, I'm just going to do it how I would do with my friends. And, And that's how I base all of my videos as if you're my friend in my room and, and we're just spending some time together sewing. Yeah. I feel you just have to be you in it because you're always going to have one person who says you talk too much or one person says you don't talk enough, there's always going to be something. So just be you and everyone will love it. Right. Well, so not that you aren't already really busy with all of your tutorials and now um, everything else you're doing too, but you're also writing a book, correct? Or have written? I have written a book. Oh my goodness. It's very exciting. I just, in all my life, I've wanted to write a book 
and know what's uh-huh. actually happening. So March, I do have a book coming out and it's called So Very Easy Quilt Favorites. I know a very creative <laughs> title. But, um, it really is 12 of some of my, it's 12 of my favorite quilts that I have filmed over the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. Because I don't have patterns in my videos. My videos are more of, like I said, us girlfriends and us friends getting together sewing. Mm -hmm. So I just am showing how to do the project. And I design a lot of them on my own. So I'm not writing the pattern. I'm just kind of showing you the technique on how to put it together. So this book is those patterns. So you actually have a written pattern will go with the video now. Right. So, so how was that in terms of, again, having to learn something new yet again, starting from, you know, filming these tutorials. Now you're having to learn how to, to write patterns as well. So how was that whole process? It definitely wasn't who another whole learning thing. Um, Mm -hmm. I can talk up a storm, but writing is definitely a little bit more of a challenge for me. Um, but it was a great it, it was a great experience. Um, my husband, believe it or not, was a really good help for me. Mm-hmm. He's not a quilter, but he would read the patterns and then read it and then explain to me how he sees it. Right. And with him not knowing how to sew. It gave me um, an opportunity to stand back and think, "Mm, no, that wasn't exactly the way I wanted it to come across. So I would rewrite it and then he'd read it and say, well, this is what I understand. Mm -hmm. So by him not understanding, he was able to give me an insight on how I needed to write it. Right. I think that's a perfect strategy, especially if somebody who is going to now be reading your book and wanting to make it is a 100% beginner, maybe, you know, understands basics of sewing, but has never constructed anything, they're probably going to be able to put this together. Right. I did really try to keep it like my title says, so very easy. Mm -hmm. When exactly is that coming out again? And where do you know where it'll be available? Yeah, it's coming out in March. And and, uh, it's going to be CNT Publishing is publishing the book. Yeah. So uh, hopefully it'll be in quilt stores. I do hope quilt stores will be interested. Mm-hmm. And um, CNT Publishing, uh, I'm pretty sure Amazon is going to have it. I am looking at carrying it uh, myself so mm-hmm. that people can get it directly from me if they don't have any other options. So, yeah. so we're, we're working on the logistics of that right yeah. now. Perfect. Yes, I'm sure it'll all come together a little bit easier once you have a physical copy and can see where where it's going to be available. But so would somebody then theoretically be able to get the book, read it, say they're a hundred percent beginner and maybe they are having an issue. I don't know, step seven of this specific pattern. Could they still go back and watch a video that goes along with it? Absolutely. The book is written pretty much in the way I speak. So you will be able to read that pattern, go to the video and have that as a partner. So you're going to be able to follow it together, watch the video, and then follow the book. Because we don't all have computers and stuff in our sewing rooms. So it's nice that we have that hard copy. But if there's something that you don't quite understand, then you're going to be able to go back to the video and see it. And I, 
I am known to really blow up the camera, get as close as I can. So when I say you need to stop at that quarter inch, you usually see my fingernail pointing right to that quarter inch. So it, right. it's very, very clear. I try to make that's it good. clear as I can. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's going to make it to where no matter what your learning style. So if you are someone who you know, just doesn't want any words at all, speaking or written, just wants a picture or a visual, you can get that or you can get it through you speaking or obviously through reading the book. So kind of a little bit for everybody. So I think that's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Good. Good. So since you've, well, I already written that, what are, what are you working on now? What's occupying your time? Wow. Well, (laughs) still a lot of videos Mm -hmm. Um, because I do two videos a week. That does keep me busy, and I do do the filming myself. I do the editing myself, the uploading, downloading, formatting. So that does Mm -hmm. keep me busy. That's pretty much a 40-hour week, work week for me. Right. So I'm coming up with new things for this year. Uh, A lot of people are asking for a block of the month again. So instead of doing a block of the month, what I'm working on right now is doing a mystery quilt where we get Mm. to use up the famous scrap basket. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I like it. All right. Yes. Yeah, so that's kind of what I'm working on right now. A um, couple okay. of new projects coming up. I'm going to keep the traditional nifty notions. Oh, I'm going to do some book reviews. Mm-hmm. That'll be new yeah. this year. Um, okay. I did start a new series called uh, The Finish Line, where it's going to be the first Thursday of every month, and we're going to finish the quilt tops. So we're going to talk about battings, bastings, uh, different ways of quilting and actual mm-hmm. quilting. So things that some of my favorite patterns, some free motion pattern, ruler work. So we're going to we're going to do a little bit on, on that. And actually, a fun video that's going to come up the very first Thursday of this of February. Mm-hmm. Do a thing called air quilting. Mm -hmm. And it's sort of a thing that I've been doing for years on my own. And I've done a video on it. So you actually quilt in the air, but not in the air. You're still quilting on the machine. So basically, you're taking out your needle, you're taking out your thread from your bobbin and your top okay. computerized machine. You're going to have to override it. So the bobbin doesn't keep yelling at you. Hey, hey, you're oh, yeah. Thread. Yeah. So right. then you just quilt. So you're not quilting with any thread. You can go as fast as you want and as slow as you want. You can learn your pattern without using any thread. So, so that- are you, are you, is this, because I'm just, I'm, I'm picturing myself doing this right now. You're obviously, you still have a needle in, so you're perforating the a paper, but do you, are you following, have you drawn anything on that paper or are you just a hundred percent? Oh no, we're not, motion? we're not using paper. We're quilting on fabric. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. So we're just going to just take, just make yourself a little quilt sandwich. And mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what the fabric is. It doesn't matter if it's an old quilt. It doesn't matter the batting. It doesn't matter anything. And you're just going to put that under the machine and start quilting on it. So okay. if you want to draw a pattern that you're going to use for your a project coming up, then draw that. Mm-hmm. You can even do it in a permanent marker. And you can go over and over and over that actual same five or 10 inch Mm -hmm. or 20 inch square. And you're just going to end up making poor mincemeat out of that fabric. (laughs) 
But what happens is you're not building up the fabric, so or you're not building up the thread. Mm-hmm. So the thread is not going to tangle, break. Right. So you don't have any fear of, am I going too fast? Am I going too slow? What are my stitches? Are they too big? Are they too small? You're just learning the, you're learning the memory right. of what you're doing. You're getting comfortable with the speed. You're getting comfortable with the machine. You're getting comfortable with that particular pattern. I like it. So then when, then you're going to be able to load up your machine and then start start quilting because you've already got that memory. You've already, it's almost like you've quilted the quilt before you've quilted the quilt. Right. Like a muscle memory thing. Okay. So that, I like that. I like that a lot. So how do you then, um, so say I've practiced this a hundred times and I know this pattern inside and out, the movement and all of that, but then what is, uh, I mean, I guess a transition tip for once I do have that thread in the machine to make sure that, you know, my invisible stitches are perfect. But when I actually stitch, you know, that I want it to, to be even and not too big or too small. So how do you kind of, I guess, ease back into actually having thread in your machine? Well, it's going to feel the same. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be different than if you're trying to practice on paper and then go into a machine. Right. It's going to feel different. But you're, you're still on the machine. The only difference is adding the thread. Mm-hmm. My my biggest things that I try to encourage is number one, breathe. Mm-hmm. We need to breathe because we have a tendency to tighten up because we're worried. Yeah. You know, we're worried it's not going to turn out the way we want. So breathing is very important. I put a song in my head. Mm-hmm. And that particular project, I start with this song in my head. And I will quilt with that song. For example, you know, fly me to the moon, mm-hmm. you know. A little, it's a little beat. I get that particular beat in my mind and I follow the rhythm of the beat with my hands. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to listen to the sound of the machine. I'm listening to the sound, the beat of the song. Right. And that keeps me into a rhythm. And once you get into a groove, then it's kind of, you know, you get into that. And your stitches are going to be different than my stitches. And that's not wrong and that's not right. Mm-hmm. It's just your stitches are going to be different than mine and that's okay. Yeah. Yep. You know, it's, I just, you just need to go and have fun. And also by having the song in your head, the next day when you start the project, you can start that song up in your head, get that rhythm going in your brain and in your body and then start stitching. So you don't have that couple of minutes where you need to get back into the groove. Right. The song actually helps you get back into the groove. See, I feel like I see something coming in your future, like a CD of like the quilting soundtracks of Laura. And like you have a, a, a recommended <laughs> song, right? That goes with a recommended pattern. I'm just adding more work for you, but I really want this CD to come out. Okay, so. I appreciate that. <laughs> okay. And that way, you know, like if someone's like, oh, I, I really am having a trouble doing these feathers, you can be like, Hey, put this song on. And this, you know, (laughs) I think it's, we'll just add that to the idea bank. (laughs) I'll just, I'll just put that on my list. I'll take it for, you know, that spare minute you have someday, eventually. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Awesome. Well, I want to, I want to kind of end kind of going back to the beginning. Obviously you learned to quilt very young age, kind of got thrown into it here with this bag of pieces to put together. But if someone Mm -hmm. is listening and they're they don't have somebody giving them pieces and telling them their first pattern to make and sort of encouraging them to do it. What is sort of your words of encouragement to get somebody actually into trying 
to quilt. They're trying to sew or just trying something new. Don't listen to other people. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean that in a nice way. Mm -hmm. It's nice to have someone there to guide you. But as all beginners, we're very, very hard on ourselves. And we don't, don't listen to them saying, you know, oh, next time do it this way. Oh, next time do it that way. Sometimes it's just a little overwhelming. Right. That's going to come, that's going to come in time. That's going to come um, with experience. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean that it's wrong. Mm-hmm. It's, it's your piece of art. It's, we don't judge an artist. When we walk into an art museum, we don't look at the artist who's done his oil painting and saying, well, you know, I don't think that blue was quite, quite right. right. We enjoy it. We are allowed to enjoy that. But I think as people that are quilters and as sewing artists, we're a little hard on ourselves because we, I think the industry's always been that way. In order to make clothing, they we had to have strong stitches. If not, our britches would be falling down. Mm-hmm. So I think it's kind of good that you just enjoy the process mm-hmm. and, and don't expect it to be 100% perfect on your first time, especially if you're jumping in on your own and you just want to have fun because quilting is a hobby. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the word is hobby. It's supposed to be something that we enjoy. It's my happy place. It, it makes me happy. And I think it's important that we keep that happiness we are going to get stressed. And there are some times that, you know, the stress is like, we need to walk away from it because we wanted it better. We wanted it. And I think it's important that we want to always improve, but it's going to come with time. Yeah. And, you know, Picasso's work is really kind of out there. And who says that your work doesn't need to be out there? Right. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a new, it's a new world. It is a new world and we can really do whatever we want. And I think that's, what's great about it. So have fun, put some music on and just know that in time, you're going to develop your own style. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's most important is your own style. Yeah, absolutely. Cause then in the end, you are happier with your end results because it's something that you wanted to make in your colors, your style, and you actually enjoy it versus exactly ah, I just made this you know yeah exactly and, and that's why we're making it that, that's why we're quilting we're not quilting because we need to have a blanket on the bed mm-hmm. we don't learn to sew nowadays because we need to win a husband through our sewing skills mm-hmm. you know we we are doing it because it's a form of art yeah it's a creative outlook no different than painting or um, pottery or weaving. It's just a beautiful way that we get to be creative and express our own feelings. And sometimes it's therapeutic. It helps us get over troubled times. And sometimes it's just as a wonderful thing just to enjoy making something, enjoying the whole process. And I think that's what's most important is to enjoy it. Yep. I 100% agree. <laughs> Perfect. Well, awesome. I want to thank you so much for being here and sharing um, some of your your quilting stories and your quilting tips. And I look forward to your book uh, when it comes out. I'm definitely going to get a copy. And I also look forward to trying out this air quilting. I'm pretty excited. I'm going to do that. Yeah, Yeah, drop. And you can do it on any sewing machine. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be a quilting machine. You could do it on a sewing machine. 
and and just take that needle or just take the thread out of the top and bottom, pedal to the metal, go crazy. Mm-hmm. You're not going to hurt the machine. The machines are designed to go fast and that will get get you comfortable to your machine. You need to become one with the machine. Yes, absolutely. I'm going to do that. So thank you. Thank you so much for that and for all the tips. And I'm sure we'll have you back on here later to talk about whatever your next awesome adventure may be in quilting. It might be heavy music with this. I hope it is. (laughs) I want want a song named after me then. Come on now. Just kidding. The Ashley song. There we go. All right. Perfect. Well, again, thank you so much. And I really enjoyed chatting with you. And I hope um, everyone who is listening also learned some fun new tips and things they want to try. And of course, get your book and check out your YouTube tutorials as well. So with over 500 of them, I guarantee you someone's going to learn something new every time they watch something. So Thank you so much. Thank you very much for having me.